I was thinking about how worship is about us drawing close to the Father. And even just holding my son a couple weeks ago, I was changing one of his diapers. And um, he was crying and squirming, and he did not want me to change his diaper. He just wanted me to be next to him, but he didn't want me to change his diaper. And I loved him just the way he was, but I was not going to let him stay in that dirty diaper. And so with my love, I helped change his diaper. You know, God loves you just the way you are, but he doesn't want you to stay in the mess and the funk, the dysfunctional things, the, the, the stuff that piles up in our hearts. And because he loves you, he wants to change you. And the way he changes you is when you come in his presence, when you humble yourself. As we begin to worship, God's going to do some changing in this place. He's going to do some rearranging, some molding. You know, I think about how Isaiah the prophet, he said in Isaiah 64 verse 8, he said, oh, Lord, you are our father. I'm going to give Mac off because he's getting heavy. This baby's getting heavy. Isaiah says, you are our father. Everybody say father. God wants us to move from a, a, a place of information to a place of revelation. He wants us to move from a place of seeing him as a distant deity to seeing him as a Abba father. God wants to be your father. And the way he does this is when we come into his presence, when we begin to worship, God starts to change areas in our life, in our heart. God starts to make himself even more known to us. James chapter four, verse eight says, draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. Joel chapter two says, render your hearts to God. He's not after lip service, he's after your heart. And when you bring your heart to God, all of a sudden he starts to change some things in your life. This is what's gonna happen. As we start to worship, God is going to do some changing, some surgery on our hearts. Worship is a weapon. Worship is a weapon against discouragement. Worship is a weapon against darkness in your life. Worship is a weapon against fear, shame, condemnation, addictions, strongholds. You might have come in today and you feel so dirty. You feel like, how could God love me? How could I stay in a worship service when I've messed up just in the last 24 hours? How could I worship a perfect God when I'm such an imperfect person? This is the beautiful thing about worship. God's not searching for perfection. He's searching for surrender. And when we come to worship, we're saying, Lord, I surrender. Now watch what Isaiah said in 64. He said, God, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. And we are the work of your hand. See, God wants to set you on the potter's wheel. When I was in high school, I remember going to art class and sitting down at the potter's wheel and we'd start spinning the clay. But the only way the clay was moldable is when there was water that was dropped on the clay. The water would help soften the clay so it could be moldable. So, so you could press on the clay and you could begin to form it and shape it into what you were trying to make it into. This is what happens as we worship. Our worship is like water on hard clay. And as the water falls on the hard clay and it begins to spin on the wheel, as you start to worship, God's gonna start working in your heart. He's gonna start shaping and molding. And as I was in art class, I remember there was times where I would be pressing against the clay and there would be a little bit of filth that would start to pile up. And I would throw it in the discard area so that what I was shaping was pure and it was clean and it was only what was necessary. This is what happens when we worship. God starts to remove junk out of your heart, out of your mind. God starts to remove distractions out of your life. You know, Martha and Mary, they were two women that followed Jesus. And in Luke chapter 10, they both were with Jesus, but one of them was actually really with Jesus. You know, you can be at church, but not really be in church. You can be on a date night, 
but not really be present with the person you're on a date with. How many have ever been somewhere but not really been there? You've been checked out. You've been thinking about a million other things besides that specific moment. And Jesus told Martha, because she was so busy, she was a task-oriented person. Any task-oriented people in the room today? You're like, Paul, I need a 10-point sermon. Give me 30 red flags to write down, and then we'll be good. Just give me, a, give, me, give me some homework, some tasks. Today is not a task day. Today is an intimate day. Today is a relational day. We're moving from information to intimacy. We're going to spend time in God's presence. And if it's uncomfortable for you, then today is a day to get out of your comfort zone, to move past what you're convenient doing. Some of us in this place, some of us that are watching online, we've never spent longer than uh, 30 minutes worshiping and praying. But today, I believe, is a day to press in to God's presence, to move beyond the boundaries and the limitations of what we've placed on what the Holy Spirit can do, because he wants to do signs, wonders, and miracles in this place. Just last night, eight different people got healed. Just in the last service, in the 9 a.m. service, 100 people raised their hand saying that they felt a change in their body, that were believing for healing. God wants to do healings and miracles right here in this place. Don't miss it because you're distracted and busy. Jesus told Martha, he said, Martha, you're busy, 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 busy. But Mary has found the one thing that is most important. What is that one thing? It's being with Jesus. I saw this sign when I was traveling recently, and it was right outside of an airport where, where the military um, jets would fly in and out, and they were loud. And the sign said, pardon the noise, it's the sound of freedom. The Bible says that if you don't praise the Lord, the rocks are going to cry out. I want you to know this morning there's a sound of freedom that's going to rise up during this worship. Pardon the noise. We're just shouting because Jesus has set us free. Because Jesus is doing something in this church. This church is on fire. See, God wants to bring a fresh wind and a fresh fire and a fresh anointing into your life. God doesn't want you to just survive this week. He wants you to thrive this week. And so I want us to stand to our feet all over this place. We're gonna go into a time of worship. We're gonna be taking communion later on in service. If you've never done that before, I'm telling you it is one of the most powerful things we can do as believers is remember what Jesus did for us on the cross with communion. But as we begin to worship, I want you to know this. You're gonna see people raising their hands, shouting, singing, bowing down on their knees. At times when I'm worshiping, I'll just lay face down on the floor because I just feel like the presence of God is so powerful that all I can do is just lay there. There's gonna be people that are lifting their hands, but you know what, it's okay at times in the middle of worship, if you need to take a seat for a moment, pull out your Bible, write down in your journal. This is, I've done this before at times where I'll just sit down and I'll just enjoy the presence of God. Then I'll stand back up, I'll go down to the altar. But I wanna encourage you during this time that you would do something, that you would express your devotion to God. And if you're not a believer today, I dare you to stay. I dare you to stay because what's gonna happen is you're gonna experience some miracles that will blow your mind. You're gonna watch what God does. The presence of God is here. The atmosphere is changing. God wants to move in your life. If you wanna get out from your seat, out from your row, come down to this altar, it's open. This is gonna be a place right here where we're just gonna press in. Maybe you're in need of some direction from God. Maybe you're in need for rest. You've been weary, you've been exhausted. Maybe you're in need of forgiveness. You've been running from God, you've been sinning. Today is your day of salvation, of forgiveness, of rest, of grace. 
So let's worship the Lord this morning. Let's close our eyes in this place. God, we invite you to have your way today. Do what you wanna do. Move in our hearts, in our minds, God. Lord, we invite you to do miracles today. And God, we open the stage. It's your stage today. God, this is your house. You are the head of the church. And God, we're here to worship you.
nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Jesus, and nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you, Jesus. And from my heart to the heavens, Jesus, be the center. From my heart, it's not about me, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, sing from my heart. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. If it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. If it's all about you. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made, but it's all about you. Lord, it's all about you. God, it's all from you and through you and to you. Lord, search our hearts. See if there's anything, God, that's not of you. Remove it. Lord, lead us in the way of everlasting life. Lead us in the way of love and peace. Lord, we trust in you, God. We're all yours. There was this moment in the Bible where a man named Jehoshaphat was surrounded by all these enemy armies, and it looked like it was all over for him. And he was so discouraged in the moment because he knew there was no way he could win this battle. And so he called a fast across the whole nation of Israel. He said, we, we can't win this battle. We need God's help. And he prayed this prayer. He said, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm counting on you. And the Bible says that a prophet rose up 
in that hour, in that moment, in the nation of Israel and said, Jehoshaphat, this battle is not your battle. Don't be afraid. This battle belongs to the Lord and the Lord will fight this battle. But you must stand and see the victory. Send forth the worshipers. It's amazing because as they begin to worship, God begin to battle on their behalf. When you go to worship, God goes to battle. When you begin to praise, God begins to work miracles in your life. So many people think that worship is a waste of time and yet it is the greatest thing you can do is to begin to magnify the name of the Lord. Begin to praise the name of the Lord. Take the focus off you and put the focus on Jesus. ago we saw a man who was coming to this church coming to a service at this church and he he was completely his leg was completely messed up there was a clink in it there was a metal plate across it and and he had been hurting for a long time every time he walked he couldn't even walk normal couldn't walk straight at the service God healed him the plate disappeared disappeared like he had no more metal plate a crazy creative miracle In the last year, we've seen so many people get healed of cancer in this church. We've seen so many people get healed in their marriages. I've seen so many men get healed of depression and addiction. And we're gonna sing a song that we've not sung before in church. It's called, This Is A Move. And as we start to sing this song, these lyrics, I want you to believe these words are coming to pass today in your life. As we start to sing this, you're gonna see some footage of miracles that have happened on our mission trips, in our church services. And I believe today God wants to do a miracle in your life. This song is called, This Is A Move. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being saved. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. So we are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here.
right now and you need healing in your body, I want you to raise your hand across this place. Maybe you need healing in your mind. Maybe you need healing in your heart. Maybe it's your skin. Maybe it's part of your back. But if you need healing today, I want you to raise your hand. And I believe that God is coming to heal you today. The Bible says that everywhere Jesus went, people got healed. And when he rose from the dead, the disciples in the book of Acts began to lay their hands on the sick and the sick were healed. And the book of Acts is still happening today. The church is called to rise up in the signs and wonders and miracles of God. God wants to heal you. He wants to heal you of the torment in your mind. He wants to heal you of the depression that's been eating your sleep. You haven't been able to sleep at night. It's been robbing you of peace in your mind and in your heart today. God wants to heal you mentally, emotionally, physically. If you see someone with their hand raised, I want you to put your hand on their shoulder. And I want you to just pray for a miracle to happen today in their body. The Bible says believers lay hands on the sick. So you've got it right now. If you're a believer, I want you to put your hand on that man or that woman's shoulder or hold their hand and just speak healing, health, and wholeness today. Life in Jesus' name. Yeah, death is defeated. Cancer is defeated. Leukemia is defeated. Diabetes is defeated. Receive it right now. Healing is here. Oh, healing is here. And I happening right here, right now. Healing is here. Oh, oh, oh. healing is here. And I
being healed right now in Jesus' name. God loves you so much, church. In Luke 15, there was a young boy that Jesus talked about who was so angry with his father and he was so tired of living in his father's house. He said, I want my inheritance. I want what I'm going to get when you die. In other words, he was saying, I wish you were dead, but since you're not, just give me what you're gonna give me when you die. The father was so kind, he gave the son what he wanted. The son went out and squandered his father's wealth, did terrible things, lived in a very wicked way. And finally, he came to the end of his money and the end of his fun, because sin never really does deliver what it promises. At some point, you find yourself at the lowest of lows. And he thought to himself, well, maybe, maybe I could go back and just be a slave for my dad. Maybe I could be one of his servants. He doesn't even have to accept me back in the family. I, I know I don't deserve to carry his last name anymore because I've messed it up so much with the way that I've lived. And he wrote this note. He's thinking of what he's going to say to his father. He's got this sob story. And the Bible says while he was walking back to his father's house after being gone for a long time, the father saw him from the distance and the father ran towards him. The father ran towards him. This is crazy because in that culture, fathers didn't run. It was like against their uh, uh, way of living. Fathers didn't run. It was a very humbling, humiliating thing to do for a father to run. Back then, you know, the, the men, they would wear these long robes. But the father was running in his robe. 
And the Bible says that the father wrapped his arms around the son. And while the son was trying to repent and say, I'm sorry, I, I messed things up, dad. The dad said, kill the fatted calf. Put a ring on his finger. My son who is dead is now alive. My son who is lost is now found. We're going to throw a party for him. He's home, he's home. And can I tell you today, Jesus told that story because he's thinking about you. There's some of you in this room, you've ran from God. You've walked away from who God's called you to be. You've walked away from knowing who you are in Christ. You've been in sin, you've been in addictions, you've been in darkness. And God's not mad at you, God's madly in love with you. And he's been searching for you, he's been waiting for you, and he wants you to come back home. And I want us to do something before we take communion. I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes because I believe that God wants to heal you. I believe God wants to set you free, but it starts with surrender. God's not looking for perfection, he's looking for surrender. He's just looking for anyone out there who says, Lord, I've drifted. God, I'm, I know I'm not right with you. And I know I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm not even promised tonight. And before I leave this room, I wanna get things right with you. I wanna repent, I wanna surrender. I wanna say, Jesus, I'm coming home. I'm, I'm making things right with you. I want you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of living with one foot in the world and one foot in the church. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're here right now and you say, Paul, that's me. Things aren't right between me and God. I've let sin in. I've let hurt and bitterness. I've grown weary, I've grown cold to God. But I wanna come back to that place of surrender. He loves you, he sees you in the distance. And he's ready to embrace you. He's ready to put you back on the potter's wheel. He's ready to mold you, shape you, form you into who he's called you to be. It's not between anyone else, it's between you and God. You know where you're at with God. You know you need to surrender in some areas. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. And today, God's going to make his home in your heart. There's gonna be a change. There's gonna be forgiveness. There's gonna be salvation. You're gonna move from a place of information to a place of revelation. You're gonna to start to see God as a real friend in your life, as a real father in your life. One, don't put it off till tomorrow. You got right now. Two, this is your moment. Jesus gave it all for you. And he says, call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Three, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand all over this place. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes. Yes, ma'am, yes. From the front to the back, you're saying, Jesus, I need you. I know I've been running, I'm ready to come home. Yes, sir, I see you in the very back. Yes, yes, is there anyone else today you're saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm coming home. Come on, today is the day of salvation. I want us to pray this prayer in many hands that were raised today. I want you to pray this prayer with, with all your hearts. Say, Jesus, I'm all yours. I repent of sin and I receive your forgiveness. I believe you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. And I confess you today as my Lord and Savior. I receive your salvation. Lord, make me more like you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give God praise today. Come on, people just got saved. Now I want us to do something. We're gonna take communion right now. And if you have your communion elements, I want you to pull them out. If you didn't get communion elements, just raise your hand and an usher will come and find you. But I want us to take communion together today. This is, this is powerful because we are 40 days from Easter. We're going into a season. Easter will be here before we know it. Easter is the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. It'll be here before you know it. But what we're doing today as communion is we're going to remember what Jesus did for us. 
And I'm gonna ask our ushers to go and find everyone with the hand raised. And if you can bring communion to those that have their hands raised. What is communion? It is remembering what Jesus did for us. The Bible says that the night before Jesus went to the cross, he had the last supper with his disciples. There Jesus was, he was sitting in an upper room with his disciples at a table. It says Jesus sat with his disciples and he said, I'm making a new covenant with you and it's a covenant based on love. I love you, I'm giving my life for you. In the Old Testament, they always had to go through a priest to find forgiveness. Every year they had to go to a priest. They had to bring a, a, a spotless lamb. It was an animal sacrifice back in the Old Testament. Jesus said, I will be the ultimate lamb. I will be the lamb that is slain for you. My body, my, my hands will be pierced. I'm going to die on the cross for your sins, for your sickness, for your disease. I'm gonna die on the cross so that you can be right with God. So as we take this, we remember what Jesus did and I want you to pull out the bread first. Jesus broke the bread with his disciples and he said, this is my body that is broken for you. Take it and eat and remember what I've done for you. Let's take it and eat it today. Next, he took the cup and he lifted the cup up. He said, this juice, this cup represents the blood that's poured out for you on Calvary, the, the hill where Jesus died, the cross that Jesus would die on. The blood of Jesus speaks louder than cancer. The blood of Jesus speaks louder than divorce. The blood of Jesus speaks louder than suicide. The blood of Jesus speaks louder than depression. The, the blood of Jesus speaks louder than whatever mistakes you've made in the last week, whatever addiction you've been in. The blood of Jesus has the power to bring freedom in your life. And we're going to sing about the blood of Jesus right after we take this. But today, I want you to remember what Jesus did for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. Let's take it and remember his sacrifice. You can pass your cups down the aisle. The ushers are coming to receive it. And if you raised your hand earlier and you feel something different in your body, you feel like Jesus is healing you today. I want you to raise your hand if you're feeling a change just as we've been worshiping. Come on, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Dozens of hands. God is bringing healing today and he's not finished yet. I want you to watch. We're gonna, there's a powerful clip we wanna show you here and it's a reminder of what Jesus did for us. And as we sing these songs, as we sing about what Jesus did for us, I want you to watch this and never forget it. Because as we get ready to finish today, we're gonna finish with that reminder that Jesus paid the price for our sins, sickness, and disease 2,000 years ago. Let's worship him. And what can wash away
like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hey, it may look like I'm surrounded, Come on, you better sing it out. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Every by voice you. we sing, it may look. They shouted on the seventh day and the walls came down. I believe as we've been worshiping, there's been some walls coming down. Some walls of pride, some walls of hurt, some walls of sickness, some walls of addiction. As you've been worshiping, God's been working. As you've been praising, 
God's been moving in this place. The battle belongs to the Lord. Turn to someone next and say, the battle belongs to the Lord. That doesn't mean that you don't show up. It means you show up, but you work with faith. You trust in God. You work with worship. Worship is gonna be your tool this week. Worship and praise is gonna be your tool this week. It's oxygen for your spirit, man. Make sure you're breathing this week with worship and praise and prayer. No matter what you're facing this week, I wanna encourage you to turn on some worship music this week. How many of y'all were just impacted today as we were worshiping and praising? Come on. Hey, one more time. If you were in need of a miracle and you were raising your hand earlier and people were praying for you, how many feel a change? You feel different. I just want to see one more time. You feel different. Come on. You serious? You feel a difference? You feel a difference? Come on. These are not actors. These are, this is real people. God's moving in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's moving at victory. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on, I hear a sound of revival. Jesus. Hey, we need to finish on a, on a praise song. Y'all wanna finish with a praise song? Y'all got one more song left in you? Okay, this is gonna be our final song. We're gonna go out dancing, praising, and singing to Jesus. Timmy, you've got it.
Jesus. Man. Wow. How many of y'all just feel like something's changed today? (laughs) 